2,000 on thermometers, 2,000 surrounding us, travel 2,000 kilometers to hang out with us. What's up, danger? What's up, danger? Yes, people. What up, danger, baby? Because oh, this is the start of the year and the start of the MMA extravaganzas. UFC 246. That's what we're talking about this week. And yo, this was a great event, people. So let's get into it, alright? Okay, people, so it's all done. We have our answers. UFC 246. What a great damn start to the year. The year of fighting, people. Man. So, look, we know the headliner of this one was Donald Cowboy Cerrone against Connor, the notorious McGregor. And it was the first event of the year coming from the T-Bone Mile Arena in Vegas. We had Anik, Rogan and Felder on the desk doing their thing. Great commentary. Um... Bruce Buffer, god damn, what a suit, Bruce really came out tonight, you know what I mean, that was, oh, yeah, that that was definitely a Vegas ready suit, so although we had a couple of um, fallouts, you know what I mean, so the Chaz Skelly, Grant Dawson fight didn't happen, and um, because that was an injury with Dawson, uh, Claudia Gadelia, uh, the um, Alexa Grasso didn't happen because um, Grasso came in. Yo, Grasso came in heavy, you know what I mean? So that fight got pulled. Uh, but even with that, this was a fun friggin' card. This was a fun card, and I remember seeing beforehand, there were a few people that were just like, ugh, rubbish card, this is a terrible card, the only decent fight is McGregor Cerrone, I'm just like, yo, you look at this card, there are some fun fucking fights on this card, this isn't a weak, rubbish card, it was insane, and we got some fun fucking fights for sure. You know what I mean? We got some fun fights just from the beginning. That, that you know what I mean? Our first fight we had uh Sabina Mazzo against JJ Aldridge. Okay, so um yeah, they, like they both had good records. You know what I mean? So Mazzo was 7 and 1. And Aldridge was eight and three, so this this was a good fight at um, featherweight, featherweight, or no flyweight. Yeah, one hundred twenty-five. Ah, oh, I get one hundred twenty-five and one hundred and forty-five mixed up 
all the time. But yes, this was flyweight. And um, you know what I mean? So yo, both came out really looking to implement a game plan at, at, at the beginning, you know. Um, you know, to start off with Aldridge, she was probably landing the most, you know. But um, you know, Mazo was in there. You know, she was in there doing her thing, but she just hadn't got her timing down. And um, Aldridge, you know, she's, she was just a bit sharper in that first round. Second round, and um, we had Mazo landing, landing more, you know. She's, um, she had made some, some noticeable adjustments, but Aldridge is, you know, she's really explosive, and so every now and again, she'd like, you know, spring forward with a good solid punch, uh, so, yeah, so there was that, um, and, and, you know, she'd land those occasional heavy shots, um, Aldridge was looking like her, um, you know, it, it was looking like her round again, but then, um, Mazo landed three good knees, you know, they, they kind of clinched up and Mazo landed these three real good knees and a head kick, which ended the round. And I think with the way Mazo had started and then with the end Yo, yeah, Mazo had brought that right back on track So going into the third, anyone's fight, you know And, um, yeah, it was really back and forth It was a real back and forth round Aldridge, you know, she landed a few But uh, I kind of feel Mazo, Mazo went hard with the clinch You know, she was, she was really good with landing knees and everything up close. So, yo, it was it was definitely a close fight. Definitely a close fight. But you kind of had the feeling that um Mazo had just kind of um she just kind of squeaked it. And so yeah, Mazo got the nod. So then we, um, yo, we took a jump up, light heavyweights, and it was Justin Ledet against Aleska Kumar. So, um, yeah, Kumar, he was pushing forward, you know, he's pushing forward, throwing a lot, I, uh, uh, you know, there was a lot of flashy spinning attacks and everything like that. But he wasn't landing, you know? So he's throwing these big shots, you know, very explosive spins and all of this. But, yeah, nothing was landing. And, you know, legit, he he was just real composed and... Um, yeah, just, you know, coming with, um, he came with two big shots that really just rocked Kumar. Kamur? Kumar. Kamur. Mm, Kamur, I feel. Um, yes. So, you know, Ledet, he was, he was staying focused 
and um, just pacing himself real well in that first round. So, yeah, you kind of feel that Ledette, he had probably uh, taken that one. Second round, you know, Ledette, he was staying efficient with his with his shots and his pacing. Uh, you know, he's not being flashy. He's just keeping everything on a level. You know, landing solid shots. Kamur, he, he started to... Um, he started to look a little tired, which wasn't surprising. It's his UFC debut. He's throwing big, explosive movement, you know. So that, that that's definitely going to get to you. Um, yeah, so as the round's going, he, he, he's looking like he's fading a little bit, you know. Um, but he's still kind of throwing... He's still throwing shots, he's still pushing forward, you know, he's he's determined to try and do his thing in there. But, you know, I, I, but the thing is, as, as the round's go, going, Ledette is looking tired as well, because there's, there's a lot of clinch work, and yeah, that, that's tiring Ledette too. So he needs to stay focused, because one of those big shots from Kamar, yo, could knock him out for sure. So third round, um, yeah, things were, um, yeah, they 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 were close. They were definitely close, you know. But um, you know, Ledet lands a um, he landed a good left hook. But then Kamar, you know, he was um. He's pushing the action. You know, he's moving forward, pushing the action. Ledet is landing more, but Kamar is, is the one. It looks like he's controlling the fight. And he gets a takedown at the very end of the round. So, um, yeah, it, 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 it's... It's kind of close, but you definitely feel Ledet won that fight. Scoring was very puzzling, though. Yeah, the scoring of this fight was weird. Because um, I think there was a couple of 30-27s. You know, 30-27s to Kamar. And, yeah, that's very odd. Like, you could give him a round... You know, like, if the fight was 29-28, you know, you'd be like, okay, fine. But to, to say 30-27, yeah, that's, that's very odd. You know, that, that, that's definitely making things iffy, right? So, um, we then go to Drew Doba against Nazarat Haskarat. So, the, yeah, this, like, this was an, you know, this was uh, definitely a fun fight. Definitely looked at this and thought, oh, this should be good. Like, Hazarat was 11 and 2, Doba was 21 and 9. So Doba definitely had the more experience. But 
Hasbarat was on a bit of a roll, you know, um, so yeah, this was a good lightweight, um, good lightweight fight, well, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, yo, I mean, breaking down this fight, there, there's the one thing that I forgot, now, Hasbrat has got the power. He's knocking people out. He's landing huge shots. He's doing everything like that. But Doba has got a, a real tight technique. It's a real tight technique. And I feel that is what won him this fight. So, um, yeah, you know, because... Yeah, it was crazy. It wasn't a long fight, right? So um, they are both swinging. They're both swinging. They're both like really throwing down. But Hasbarat, when he's throwing, he's putting everything into it. His hands come down a bit. And, and yeah, he's throwing that big shot. Doba is more defensive in his stance and his style. So when he throws, he's, his hands are back to the stance. You know, like every coach will tell you, throw it and bring it back up. You know what I mean? You're not dropping your hands. You're not doing anything like that. And so Hasbrack threw. Doba then threw. He, he steps, avoids. But Hasbrack, hands are down. Doba connects. Boom. You know what I mean? Woo. Yo, it 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 was crazy. It's crazy. Do a you know Doba landed that heavy shot. Hasbrack goes down. Doba follows him down and he's holding the head and just punching him. Just punching him. And the thing is, you're looking at it and it's just like Hasbat is out. Yo, Hasbat is out. Yo, referee, Hasbat is out. And, yeah, like, there was definitely a, a, a good few shots that did not need to land in that one. You know, which, which was a, um, which was definitely a little problematic. You know, definitely a little problematic. But this was a a great fight to open the um the prelims proper. You know, because we had two fights on the early prelims, and this was the first of the prelim fights, and woo! Yo, that started with a bang for sure. Yo, so next up, we got a featherweight, sorry, uh, sorry, a flyweight fight between Tim Elliott and Askara Askarat. So, yeah, another fun fight. Um, Elliott, 15 and 9, and um, Askarov, he's uh, 10 and 0. You know what I mean? Unbeaten. Coming into this fight So Man, it was just like That first round Elliot 
It's just typical Elliot. He's just got that crazy disjointed style. You know what I mean? He's bobbing about in and out, just very frenetic. But um, Askarov, you know what I mean? He he uh, he he landed some really hard shots, some really hard shots, and it and it was it was crazy. I think, yeah, I swear it was the first round, and. It looked like Elliot was out. He just went stiff. He went stiff, and, and it was just like it looked like if a you know what I mean if you blew on him, he was going to fall over because he went slip, kind of went back. His head dropped, and it, yeah, it looked like he was out, and then um. Yeah, Askaras hit him again a few times and he, he he kind of came back. It was the the craziest things, you know? Um Yeah, it was insane. But from there it you know, it went to the ground and um Elliot was able to kind of stifle Asgarat's game. It, it you know, it, it probably would have been better to keep it standing. Um, you know what I mean? Asgrab make him just, you know, get up. Just not engage on the ground. But uh, second round, and um, Asgrab, yeah, he, he cracks Elliot again with a nice shot. But Elliot, he, you know, he lands a great hip toss. Real good hip toss. Um, yeah, but... You know, can't hold Askarov down, so they're back on the feet. Um, you know, right away, um, Askarov, yeah, he he lands some um, some more good shots, but Elliot, another two, another two great takedowns. Like Elliot is in this round, it's kind of crazy. He, he just was kind of able to take Askarath down at will. You know? Um, yeah, and I, I don't know if he was still a bit dazed, still a bit foggy, so it was just like, you know what? Yeah, I'm just going to... Let's let's go on the ground. This is safer for me. But yeah, he, he was taking um, Askarath down a lot. On the ground, Askarov, you know, he's doing, he was doing a lot off of his back. You know, he's doing a lot off his back. So, yeah, it, it was weird. Because it's hard to call whose round it was. On the feet, Askarov was clearly winning. But on the ground, Asgrop is throwing up elbows. You know, he, he he's like looking for submissions, everything like that. So, you know, like who do you give it to? Because Elliot is taking him down, so he is landing a load of takedowns. So it does make it weird because you never know what the judges are uh, looking for. Third round, 
Elliott is looking a lot better in the third round. So he's pushing forward and, um, you know, real putting the pressure on Askarov, who is tiring a bit. But the problem is Elliott decided to drop his hands and kind of lean his head forward. So his hands are down. His head is coming forward. And Askarov is just landing on him. Unanswered shots, just landing on him. So, you know what I mean? Like, yes, Elliot is pushing forward. But he's just getting tagged up. I don't know why he decided to go on that approach. Because, you know, if he had changed things, if he had thrown more, if he had done anything, he might have been able to get the nod because of all the takedowns in the last round. But no. Yeah, you know, because all, all the judges are looking at is, is the damage that Askarov is causing. So, uh, yeah, you know, it was, a, it was a good fight. It was a fun fight for sure. But, um, yeah, definitely Askarov gets the nod. It's definitely going to be interesting to see who he gets, um, you know, put up against in the next one. So, now we have Andre Feely against Sadiq Youssef in the featherweight division. And, uh, yeah, this is definitely a fight that you're just like, oh, I cannot wait to see what happens here. Uh, and, um, yeah, <laughs> we were not let down because these cats came out Throwing, throwing. Some heavy shots were landing for sure, you know. But the t- I think the f- difference between the two was when Yusuf is landing, you 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 can see it on feeling. A few of the shots stunned him, but the shots are like that that heavy shot that is snapping the head back or just stopping you in your tracks, you know? Um, so Feely, you know what I mean? Feely, like he's landing, but the, the shots aren't having the same effect. But he's definitely landing. He, um, yeah, he does get, uh, you know, several takedowns. But, um, you know, he can't hold Yusuf down. Can't hold Yusuf down. Um, he and Yusuf did get a nice Kamora. Did get a nice Kamora on Feely that he used to sweep. Uh, you know, it was close to. Was close to. It was a, a real fun first round. A lot back and forth. Second round, and um, yeah, Yusuf he got a nice trip. Nice trip on Feely Very early Very early And he And and he then just implemented A um, A real solid ground game You know A real solid ground game Just showing a lot of control A lot of composure And He's just You know Getting damage Getting damage Like Feely got up with probably about a minute left Minute left, maybe a little bit less He wasn't able to really do anything though 
with that time. Third round. And, um, yeah, Feely, it was strange. Because Feely switched to Southpaw. And that, yo, that changed everything up, you know? Um... Yeah, he, he's landing a lot more. Yo, and and he's really pushing forward. Now Sadiq is is landing too. But in this round, he's only looking for big shots. So he's not throwing as much. You know, he's only throwing a, you know, a big shot every now and then. So, Feely is pushing forward. Feely is pissing out the jab. Feely's trying because he knows he needs to do something big. Needs to do something big. Uh, but, yeah, Yusuf, he's, he's not... It's not throwing as much as the previous rounds. Which then does kind of go, oh... You know what I mean? You're, is he letting Feely back in the fight? Because when he's pushing forward, when he's throwing those good combinations, it's you know it's not allowing Feely to get his rhythm and to then potentially like throw a um you know what I mean something that can cause um a stumble, or, you know what I mean, to then start the road to a TKO or something, or something where he can then get into a position to get a, a submission, but, um, yeah, you know, like, Feely wasn't able to do any of those things, so, yeah, it goes to a decision, but, um, that means... Fight is Yusuf's, uh, and yeah, like so. Now he's eleven and one. You you definitely feel he's probably got a number by his name, uh, and it's gonna be real interesting to see who he gets next because it's gotta be someone. Like he could definitely get a top ten, maybe a top five. It'll be interesting to see because. Yo, in this fight, we saw, oh, he can do shit on the ground. You, you know what I mean? He can do shit on the ground. So that that was an interesting one. You know what I mean? That was definitely interesting to see. Okay, so now it is time for, oh, a real interesting fight. A really interesting fight. So we got um Macy Barber. The future, you know what I mean? Wants to be the youngest champion in UFC history against Roxanne Modafferi, the happy warrior, who has been, oh man, you know what I mean? She's been in the game for a long time, you know, a long time. So when you look at the record, so Barber, she was 8 0. She's unbeaten, been on a tear, been on a tear, and um, Modafferi, 23 and 16, Yo, she's fought everywhere, and is is crazy, right, so she first comes into the UFC, like, it's not 
you know, because she's great on the ground, but her her striking, not great. So she um she she gets cut. She goes to invict her, and I you know I think the thing is, ever since she went to syndicate. You can see the transformation in her game, and you know, like she is always, you know, she's always giving praise to her corner, to um Big John Wood, uh, and 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 the rest of the team. But I also think it is definitely the people now that she has to strike with like you she's definitely she does a lot of work with um Jojo um Calderwood and the other like crazy talented girls over at Syndicate so i it was just though can those can those changes in Modafferi's game stop Barber because Barber was the biggest favourite on this card, alright, so, um, yeah, first round, and Modder Fairy is, is using really good movement, you know, really good movement to jab and, um, you know, just get in and out, you know, just, just move in and out and avoid the, the heavy shots coming back at her, you know, um, and she's doing this so she can get into that clinch, so get into the clinch, and, um, yo, just work her game, and she, she does that, and she gets the takedown, you know, gets the takedown, and, yeah, she's, like, controlling everything, you know, so, Oh, she she's on top of Barber for most of the round. Look, she like she's looking for a sub though. She's looking for the sub and positioning. She's not really throwing a lot of you know ground a pound or anything like that. She's not really inflicting a lot of damage. But what we now see is. The um, yeah, Mother Fairy can get Barbara down. You know what I mean? So that that's big. That's big because that's the thing. It's just like on the feet. It's just like okay, Barbara will. You know, she could end this on the feet. But if Mother Fairy can get her down, yo, she's got great jits. So maybe. She can uh, get a sub. So second round, right? And um, uh, so Mother Fairy throws a jab, and Barbara, she um, you know, she steps back, and you just see her go down. Just see her go down, and as she's going down, I uh, she she grabs for a knee. So, you know what I mean? And on the replays, you can see she she makes a, like, uh, noise. And, um, yeah, so you're like, oh, something is wrong. Something is wrong. But, you know what I mean? Mother Fairy, oh, she does what she needs to do. So she gets on top. And this time, 
Woo! She does work. She does work. She lands an elbow that just cuts Barbara up. You know what I mean? So Barbara is, she's got a bad knee, and now she's getting elbowed in the face by um, Mother Fairy. And, um, yeah, remember, that's how uh, Mother Fairy um, finished Barb Homnick. You know what I mean? With elbows, with that ground, that newfound ground and pound. So, yo, this was definitely interesting. Now, um, she did get reversed. She did get reversed at one point. But, you know, she was able to then get back to top position. Back to top position. And I, I think, you know, because Barbara's got, she's very explosive. So, um... You know, that explosive movement can help her on the ground. But, she, she, you know, she, there was definitely kind of things that you're, you're not seeing her do. Uh, and I don't know if that's because she just do, hasn't had, you know what I mean, the rounds on the ground. She, you know I mean, she hasn't done enough. Or if it was the knee. You know what I mean, like, if, if it's just a pain, because that's the thing, when you're in pain, sometimes it can just fuck with you, and so it's the simplest things, you, you forget the steps, you know, because all the thing that's running through your mind is that pain, but, yeah, Monofairy, it wasn't giving a fuck, and that was good to see, that was real good to see, uh, so, third round, but in... Between rounds, you definitely you you hear the corners and Barbara is like, yeah, my knee, my knee is fucked. Weirdest thing at the so at the start of the the round, doctor comes in, doctor comes in and was like, oh, I just want to examine her leg. And so he's examining the leg. Now, like Barbara does go, Ugh. you know, what I mean, she does make a grimace, but then she's just like, mm, it's fine, it is fine. I was just like, what the fuck is the doctor doing? It was bizarre. Very bizarre. But then he's just like, oh, it's a torn ACL. Like a partial ACL tear, should I say. A partial ACL tear. Which is just like, come on, man. You don't know that shit. That was just weird. It was real fucking weird. So, yeah. Her bad knee, you know, she, she's trying, she's trying to keep it standing, but, um, yeah, she, you know, she soon goes down, she soon goes down, Mother Fairy follows, which, I, you know, it's pro- it was probably not the best thing, you know, because uh, it was kind of reminiscent to that fight, um, uh, I, I want to say it was, um, uh, it was Sean O'Malley against, uh, god damn it, I can't remember the dude's name, but O'Malley had fucked his leg, and so if the dude had just gone, nah, I want to keep standing, referee would have called it, so O'Malley couldn't stand, but he kept, he just went down, to the ground, 
which enabled O'Malley to, you know what I mean, just work off his back and, and win the fight. And that's what this was. So if, I, I kind of feel if, if Mother Fairy had just backed up and just gone, nah, ain't going down. Like, you know what I mean? Barbara would have had to have, like, tried to get up. And, um, yeah, a few more shots, she'd have gone down and the ref would have probably called it. But, you know, it's a happy warrior, people. So, yeah, basically, what can you expect? She went down. But, yo, she's just that kind of fair, good-hearted person. And she's engaging. So, you know what I mean? They're fighting. Um, Again, she does get reversed. Because I think there, there was moments where she was a little bit too eager. A little bit too eager. Um, because, yeah, she saw. She saw what was happening. And you know that... You know, she she understood that she was the underdog and such a huge underdog. So it was just like, yo, she she's realizing that you know what I mean she's gonna shut all these people up. So yeah, I think there was moments where she got a little bit eager, but showed great composure to then get top game back. She get top game back and just control the fight. Just control it. It was just a really, a really good performance. A really good fight for Modafferi. And yeah, you you just like really happy to see her win. Because hey, she's just like just watching the way she has changed the game. Watching the way she, you know what I mean? Took a knock, got cut from the UFC, went to Invicta and did work in Invicta and got back to the UFC. Got back to the UFC and, um, you know what I mean? Because she was on that, um, you know, that uh, flight, the, 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 the flyway um, season of tough. And and you just saw all the improvements she has made, the hard work she has put in. So yeah, it was a great victory for Modafferi, you know, even with the injury, because Barbara was still throwing, you know, so she still could have landed a big punch if if Modafferi wasn't on a game. So yeah, this was awesome. And it was a great way to end the prelims. A great way to end the prelims and um, lead in to the main card, you know? Oh, man. So, yeah, the main card. We're on the pay-per-view. Woo! Ah, oh, man, we, we have some great... It started with some great fights. Some really great fights. First... We had Anthony Pettis against Diego Ferreira. Yo, so th- this was a good one. Ferreira, 16 and 2. Pettis, 22 and 9. You know what I mean? Like, and we, we've seen Pettis. Like, WC, w, uh, WEC champion, lightweight. Was then UFC champion for a minute, so we, we you know we've seen the work he can do off his feet, 
and off his back. So, but coming in against Pereira, who's great jiu-jitsu, great jiu-jitsu, but did he have enough? Did he have what it takes to be able to um, challenge Pettis? So, yeah, that was the question here, you know? And, uh, yeah, Pettis, he was... Oh, he was real. He was really loose. You know, he, he was the looser of the two at the start of this fight. You know, just flicking out those those shots, trying to do his thing. Ferreira was he was using an odd entry, and it was kind of like an old school entry. So he was coming in like a like a Mai Tai fighter. I'd say, you know what I mean? So, like, leg leg lifted, moving in, trying to, I guess, block the kicks. And it was weird. But you got to say, it kind of worked because Pettis wasn't hitting him. And because Pettis is just like, what the fuck are you doing? So, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was weird. But, yeah, as I said, like, it, I guess it kind of worked. Um, yeah, <laughs> but like, Ferreira, he, he gets, he got a takedown, he got a takedown in that first round, and, um, he, he was able to get the back, but Pettis escaped, you know, Ferreira, he then gets another takedown at the end of the round, so, you know, you're just like, ooh, this is interesting. Because Pettis was looking real good on the feet, looking real good on the feet. But Ferreira's able to get those takedowns. So it's just like, oh, okay, this is going to be fun, right? Second round, Ferreira, yo, he gets a quick takedown. You know, he moves in, gets a real quick takedown. And, yo, the transition to the back... Is kind of instantaneous, instantaneous. He, he grabs the back, and you know you. So you know what he's looking to do, right? You know, and yeah. So he gets the arm, manages to get the arm across, and at first it's on the jaw. You know, it's on the jaw, um, and he's squeezing. Now he like it's weird because it it doesn't go completely under the neck, on the neck, under the neck, under the chin, uh, but it kind of go it's kind of partially on the on the neck and still on the chin, so it's a bit of a of a rear naked neck crank, but yeah, it it was kind of you know what I mean, pets had to tap. There, there wasn't anything else that could happen. Pettis had to tap. And, oh, that was big. That was really fucking big. You know what I mean? And, oh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens next for Ferreira. You know, because he's definitely going to get a bigger fight next. Well, because beating Pettis, that's big. That is definitely big. So next up, we uh, drop down to bantamweight. 
and it's a day Osborne who's making his UFC debut. He's um going he 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 gets the UFC from the contender series. Um and he's fighting Brian um Boom Boom Kelleher. I think it's Boom Boom. Yeah. But Brian Kelleher. You know? Um and Keller Yarin, he's been in the game for a while. So coming into this fight, nineteen and ten against um, Osborne's eight and two. So yeah, Keller definitely the more experienced here. But uh, yeah, what was gonna happen? So Os, like yo, fight starts Osborne. Man, he lands a real quick, big, hard shot. Oh, it was just like, oh, my God. This is insane. So you're just like, oh, could we be getting the upset here? But, um, yeah, Keller, he gets a takedown. He's just like, yeah, I don't want any of this shit. You know what I mean? Like, why am I going to stand? No. No, 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 no. So he takes him down. Um, Osborne, like, he, he's throwing some some good elbows up from the bottom. Some from good elbows. But in a scramble, um, Kelleher gets uh, Osborne's neck. Gets his neck. And, uh Yeah. He 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 mounts him. So gets like Osborne's sitting against the fence and Kelleher mounts him with a guillotine. Yo, know, and, and and you're thinking, oh that's tight, that's tight. But right, oh it, it wasn't quite there. Wasn't quite there. So um Kelleher tightens it up, falls back. You know what I mean? Falls back, and, and, and uh, yeah, then, um, then that's it, then that's it, because you definitely, you just see it getting tighter, and Osborne is just like, yo, he's just having to, he slams his leg on the floor, like, blah, 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 blah. you know what I mean, it's just, that's a tap, it's a tap, yo, so, um, yeah, it must have gone probably half around, half around, but, yo, it was fun. But for how quick that was, it was a, it was a fun fight because as I said, look, Osborne came out, landed that heavy shot, so you could see he was game, you could see he was ready, and uh, yeah, as I said, look, he's throwing up the elbows from the bottom, so, but yeah, it was just like, as the Wu say, protect your neck, you know what I mean? And that was the thing. As soon as Keller got that neck, it was over. Over, yo. So yeah, fun, fun fight. But next up, we're in a heavyweight. We're in a friggin' heavyweight division, people. And it's uh Alexi Olenek against Morris Green. So this was, you know. It's the old guard against the young, the young buck, you know what I mean? 
Uh, so it was just like, oh, can Green's athleticism, can that overtake Ola Neck's experience and just ridiculous submission game? That was the questions here. And, um, yeah, it was interesting. Was that the start? So, Olenek comes out. Like, I mean, he's moving forward straight away. Throwing some just big punches. But they're not, I mean, they're not overly technical. You know what I mean? They're not overly technical. And, um, yeah, Green, you know what I mean? He lands a, a big kick. A big kick that, uh, you know what I mean? Put Olenek down. Um, but, you know, Olenek is, uh, he's, uh, you know what I mean? He's able to get up. And, um, yeah, he's just moving forward. You know what I mean? He's moving forward again, gets the clinch, and he takes Green down. And now things are definitely in Olenek's wheelhouse. You know what I mean? It was just like, oh, shit. Green did not want to be here. And, I don't know, even though Green was trying, you know, like, he's throwing up a couple of triangle attempts and everything like that. Um, And he, like, he he tried to get a Kimura. Um, You know, it's just not working. Like, it's not working... Um, and and Olenek is just working to implement some sort of choke. You know, some sort of choke. I he he gets he's able to get like a a scarf hold on Green, which you think is tight, and you just see Olenek putting everything into it. I mean, just everything into it. You see him straining, and like just all the muscles just taut and just like, but Green is just able to survive, which is insane. It's insane that Green got through that first round. The thing is, though, like you're just like thinking. How fucked are Olenek's arms going to be now? You know what I mean? Like, oh, this could be trouble for him in this second round, right? So, yeah, second round starts. And Olenek, oh, his arms are tired for sure. They are definitely tired. So... Things start with, you know, Green, he's able to land some good shots and some heavy shots, to, you know what I mean, to start things off. So it's just like, oh, 
could yeah could green get the victory here you know um but then you notice that green is getting tired so i don't know if it's just you know what i mean that 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 top pressure Olenek was putting on him just you know him just tr- fighting for survival so that could have been an adrenaline dump in itself but yeah green is getting tired um which yeah not not the best for him so Ol- Olenek now is plodding forward and he gets a takedown so yeah he gets a get takedown and he gets a few good positions, but you know he he doesn't really pursue a choke. So like you think, oh, he, is he is he going for? And then he just stops. So you're just thinking, oh yeah, his arms are tired. So he's looking for something that he can lock on. That's just, you know, I mean, he's gonna be able to hold. So yeah, we're we're seeing him move through. Now Green goes for a, a for another Kamora, can't get it, and in a scramble, Olenek, yo, he gets an armbar. So Olenek gets the armbar. Instead of falling back, Olenek goes belly down. So you're like, oh. This is interesting because I think falling back was maybe the quicker way for a victory. All right, so going belly down, it enabled Green to um, get his knee in between and and block the extension. Okay, so he, he yeah he's using his knee to block, but. Like, it was a slight shift. All in it, getting, you know, he's able to manoeuvre and get a slight shift. And and Green, I, I don't know how much of it it was all in it and how much was just Green maybe tired. But the knee moves, and as soon as the knee moves, oh, the arm fully extends. And, uh, yeah, that was it. Green taps all in it. All in it gets the goddamn win. Was crazy. Shereen was crazy, but it was definitely great to see. You know what I mean? You like you're just like, okay, I'm not mad at that. That's awesome. You know, I mean for a guy that has been in the game for as long as Olenek has, you know, as you just think before this fight, he was 57 and 13. 57 and 13. What a friggin' record. It's insane. And Green, 8 and 3. I <laughs> mean, so definitely a, a, a difference in experience. But look, Olenek has been fighting for so long. So you're just thinking, okay, Green with his athleticism, you know, he's at that dynamic striking. He could get this. He could get this. But Olenek, yeah, you know, that wily, that wily grit persevered and he won. And yeah, ain't you cannot hate on that. 
So next we're at the co-main event Which was a rematch Holly Holm against Raquel Pennington And um, the f- their first fight was Holmes UFC debut And um, what I didn't, I thought I'd forgotten But it was Pennington's second fight in the UFC I mean that's what it said on the Unbedded um, But yeah I, you know what I mean, I had forgotten that. So, this was like, you know, an interesting bantamweight fight because, like, mate, a victory could move home, you know, back up into the mix or do the same for Pennington. So, it's just like, okay, okay, what's going to happen here? You know, Raquel's, um, she was 10 and 7. And home was twelve and five, so I think they've got kind of similar experience, and they fought like similar opponents as well. But uh, yeah, it was just like okay, so what is gonna happen here? Um, and and things start. It was a little tentative, you know. It's a little tentative. Home, she threw a few kicks. Um, from distance, you know, just trying to keep that range. Pennington, like, yeah, she was struggling to um get in close. You know that that was the thing. She, yeah, she wasn't able to close the distance really, and um, yeah, it was crazy because like you thought that maybe it was going to be from distance, home, just using those kicks, using that long jab. But she instigated the clinch. She come instigated the clinch, and then just you know, I mean, she pressured Pennington um, on the fence using a lot of dirty boxing and some real good head movement to keep, yeah, to keep um, to keep her pinned. You know, and every time Pennington was able to reverse it. Home then just switched it back pretty much straight away. So second round. And um yeah, home just again using really good movement and then you know gets back to that clinch. Back to that clinch and just stifling Pennington, you know, using just you know, in that dirty boxing, that that you know, the head and just that grind, really grinding Pennington and and just stopping her from being able to do anything. Like so, you mean know, not a load of crazy action or anything like that, but home is up. Home is definitely up. And Pennington needs a knockout or a submission to win this. You know, so, but I don't know. Like, Pennington doesn't really have that one-punch knockout power. Doesn't really have that. But we've seen home knock people out with the kicks. You know? So it's just like, all right, what's going to happen in this third? Pennington needs to do something big here. So, um, you know, it, it was definitely a better round for Pennington the third. 
You know, it wasn't all on the fence. But Pennington, she just wasn't able to do anything that could end things. You know? Like, when she had the space, still just not... You know, she wasn't throwing combinations. That was one of the biggest things. No real combinations, just single shots. And, um, you know, at home, she was just... Uh, just real savvy. You know, real savvy in there. Just using control... And, and some real good shot selection, you know, to keep Pennington at bay and to just stop anything ridiculous from happening. So, yeah, uh, uh, not a crazy fight, but it was still kind of similar to the first. And that's what I thought was going to happen here. You know, I, I, I just didn't think anything crazy was going to happen. And I, I kind of feel that Pennington is still... Still feeling the effects from the beating that she took from Nunes, you know. So I, uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's the problem here. You know, she looked very tentative. She didn't want to get in there. She, you know, didn't want to be in that range to get that crazy big shot and to take damage. But, you know, good victory for home. So, yeah, it would be interesting to see what happens with both fighters in their next fight. But, people, you know what time it is now. Conor McGregor, Donald Cerrone. It's that big fight. And, you know, going into this, the talk is, you know, Conor hasn't won a fight since 2016. Which, come on, he's only had two fucking fights, one a boxing, one MMA. So that was always a weird narrative going into this one. Cowboy, yes, he's lost two fights. He lost to Tony Ferguson, lost to Gaethje. But he ain't like he he was pro- he might have won that first round against Ferguson, okay, and. He wasn't looking terrible against Geishi, you know, until he got the, you know, I mean, hit with some big shots uh, and then it went. But, at, like, to start off with, you know, I mean, he, he wasn't, like, blown away straight away by both. And they're both top fighters, you know, so it's another weird one. It's another weird one, you know, like, there's, you know, people thinking. Yeah, just people saying a lot of crazy shit. But the, the but the big thing was it's at 170 where Cowboy has fought a lot. Connor's only fought twice. So you you know what I mean it was just like, oh, could Cowboy's size be a factor? Could ca- the fact Cowboys fought at this weight a lot? Give him the confidence and comfortability. Hmm. I'm not sure that's a word. But we're going to go with it anyway. Alright. That comfortability to be like. Alright. I know what I'm doing here. You know. So he can just stamp his foot on things. And take control. And then it's just like. Look. All the right things had been said. But had Connor really been working. 
go, you know what I mean, leading up to this. Like, you know what I mean? Kavanaugh had said, look, this is the best we've seen Connor. He's been motivated, he's been training well. But, yo, know, we've heard that said a lot. And then when the fight comes, the fighter, you know, doesn't perform, doesn't look great. So it was just like, all right, what's going to happen? But, you know, this ain't the thing with this was, you know, there wasn't any crazy talk. It, it was a very cool joy. It was very cool. It was very clean. And, yeah, it was interesting. So, <sighs> Now we're here. What the fuck is gonna happen, you know? And man, <laughs> oh god damn! Like this wasn't Aldo, but this was this was work, and this was quick. It was quick. It was methodical. It was phenomenal. You know what I mean? Like. Connor comes to land a big left. Cowboy, you know what I mean? He ducks under. Connor then throws a knee. Cowboy avoids the knee. It kind of grazes the side of him. But, you know what I mean? It's not landing. It's not masterful. Okay? So, yeah, we got that. They then clinch up. They clinch up. Because the thing is, once Cowboy's down, he, he, I mean, the best thing might have been to kind of push forward and, and possibly get a takedown. But instead, they clinch up. And this was the crazy thing about this. Connor, he, he kind of squats down and then comes up with an explosive shoulder. Does it three times, like boom, 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 and this is the thing, right? Afterwards, people are like, "Oh yeah, oh the shoulder shrug." That's an old thing. We've seen people do that before. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. What we've seen is people use the shoulder to frustrate. Connor was using the shoulder as an offensive weapon. Because he, he's crouching down and then exploding up with the shoulder. Look, it, it he was landing that shoulder so well. We see him break Cowboy's frigging nose with it. No one's broken a nose with a frigging shoulder shrug. So that was just like, what the hell? So Cowboy's just like, what the hell? Steps back, kind of shakes it off, throws a kick. Connor blocks the kick with his arm, fires back with his own kick, lands it. Now, it wasn't a clean kick, you know what I mean? But, you know what I mean? The, the, kind of the toes, the bottom of the kick... Smacks Cowboy in the face Which stuns him Because this is the thing You don't always have to land cleanly To land effectively You know, because when someone's not expecting something You can stun a motherfucker So Cowboy, like, yo Kick lands Cowboy is 
stunned. So he seemed to do a little wobble. Connor, he's like a motherfucking shark in there. Smells the blood. Comes forward. Comes forward. Throwing punches. And just batters Cowboy down. Batters Cowboy down. And the ref is just like, you know what I mean? God give props to the ref. I think it was Herb. Herb Dean. Gotta give him props because he uh, you know, allowed Cowboy the time to get a better position, the time to come back, to do something, to improve things. But yo, Connor was just on him. He was on him and he wasn't gonna stop just throwing and yeah cowboy's done cowboy was out 40 seconds people 40 seconds god damn (laughs) god damn that was it incredible incredible yo it was in it was insane. It was a superb performance. You know, it's just a superb performance. Connor, he was saying he was going to shock the world. He's saying he was gonna do something big and Mystic Mac was back. You know what I mean? Mystic Mac was back and he did his thing. Did his thing. And people were saying, oh, Cowboy took it. Cowboy didn't take a fucking dive, you people. Like, look, Stephen A. Smith is a, you know what I mean? Like, he's a good commentator. He's a good analyst on certain sports. UFC, mixed martial arts, he doesn't really know. So when he was saying, oh, Cowboy didn't show up. Cowboy was prepared. Cowboy was... It's just like, listen, get punched in the fucking face, and it changes everything, and you, look, like, this is the thing, so Cowboy, and it's fair for Cowboy to say, look, I didn't know what the fuck was happening with those shoulder, shoulder shots, because I think that's going to catch anyone unaware, because we hadn't seen that, we hadn't seen it like that before. So that's fair, but, right, so from that, he steps back and he throws a kick, and it was a good kick too, you know, so if he could, like, in another, you know what I mean, in another dimension, maybe he lands that kick, and that completely changes the direction of the fight, but Connor blocks it and instantly, instantly throws his own kick back, so... Very like what else? What else, people? Yeah, you know, he got tagged. Like he's staggering from the kick. Connor then just lands again and again and again. So no, Connor like Cowboy didn't take a dive. He was just overwhelmed by McGregor. It's as simple as that. As simple as that. But this was a fun fucking card. It was a fun card, man. 
And um, yeah, interesting. Interesting with the bonuses, right? Because we didn't get a fight of the night. Didn't get a fight of the night. Just performances. So um, Drew Dober, he gets a performance for his win against Nasarat Havskarat. Uh, Diego Ferreira gets a performance for his victory over Anthony Pettis. Brian Kelleher for his win over O'Day Osborne. Alessi Olenek. Yeah, it's nice for him to get a win bonus, right? He gets a win bonus for his armbar victory against Morris Green. And yes, McGregor gets a bonus for his just phenomenal performance against Donald Cerrone. So that's interesting, man. You know, because usually it's, um, if there's no fight of the night, it's four performance of the night. So this, we get five. So I wonder if this is a thing going forward. If there's not a fight of the night, potentially we could get five performance of the night bonuses. I don't know. But yeah, that was fun. And another thing. So, all right, we then learn Barber... Full ACL tear. Full ACL tear. So, yeah. That doctor, I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. You know what I mean? Didn't know what he's talking about. Full ACL, which means Barbara... She's going to be out for a while. She's going to be out for a while. Um, Yeah, maybe all year. Like, maybe she's back, like... At the earliest, maybe October? Probably more likely November, December. You know? I'd imagine. I'm not a doctor, people. <laughs> but yeah, I, I imagine we won't see her for a minute. Alright, so uh, yeah, that does mean her, um, you know, her push to be the youngest challenge, that's taken, a champion, that's taken a knock. But, yo, as long as she can come back fully healed, you know, she, look, she's talented, so she could still do it. But, you know, she's going to do well. If she can come back healthy, she's still going to do well. You know, regardless, fuck the whole uh, youngest champion, whatever, whatever. You know, just do your thing and, and just come back. That's the main thing. But yeah, this was a great freaking card, people. Fully enjoyed it. It's good to have the UFC back. You know what I mean? Ah, definitely fun. Okay, people. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And next week, we're back. Another great event, UFC on ESPN Plus 24, Blades v. Dos Anjos. And this is another fun card, you know what I mean? So it's the UFC's debut in Rayleigh, North Carolina. And we've got, um, like, Rafael Dos Anjos against Michael Chiesa is the co-main. We've got Hannah Cypher against Angela Hill. You know what I mean? Arnold Allen against Nick Lenz. We got some fun fights. So, um, yes, we will be back next week to talk about this one in depth for sure. 
Uh, just a little bit of news before, um, yeah, we're done. Um, so, first thing, Diego Alves has signed with Bare Knuckles Fighting. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know he's talking with Bellator and some other people, but that must have been the best contract out there. Uh, other events. Um, yo, so um, Alex Da Silva is fighting Tristan Connolly on um, the 11th of April. So this is UFC on ESPN Plus 30. No location yet for this card. But uh, yeah, that could be a fun fight. Um, yo, UFC Brasilia. So we've got um, Bruno da Silva against Sue Madaji. Um, and also making his lightweight debut on this card will be Renato Moracano against Damir Hadzorvic. Uh, and that card is headlined by Kevin Lee against Charles Oliveira. So that's going to be fun. Alright, so also, um, Israel Adesanya against Yoel Romero, that is now official. So, Izzy's first middleweight title defense, UFC 248. So, that's now the headliner, and we're going to get Zhang Wai Li against jo- Joanna Jovejevic. Is a co-main event So that, man That's going to be a good card on March the 7th Finally UFC has signed Yari Provakovic So, um You know, he he won The Risen uh, Light Heavyweight Championship New Year's New Year's Eve get Knocking out CB Dolloway So that's a good move To, you know what I mean? Add more talent to the lightweight division. Everything's looking fun, people. So, uh, yeah, things are getting interesting. You know what I mean? Um, hey, this was a fun first event. So we'll we'll be back next week to talk about more. All right, peace.